Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, did you hear Mountain Dew released a new fruitcake flavor of soda? Ugh. It's called Fruit Quake. <laughs> I don't even like eating fruitcake, let alone drinking it. Ugh. Second, do you ever use a shake and bake to make dinner? Uh, I don't think that, no, Tracy has, but my mom, yeah, she used to make it all the time. That with uh, rice-a-roni on the side. Oh, wow. That's, That's a lot convenience, of salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're getting rid of their plastic shaker bags. What? Yeah, they want to cut down on plastic waste, so they're encouraging you to use something you already have at home, like a storage container with a lid. And finally, in the world of food, good news for Chick-fil-A fans. Chicken tortilla soup and the peppermint milkshake are back. Hey. The shake features chips of peppermint bark topped off with whipped cream and a cherry. But they don't put the whipped cream in the cherry... If you get it to go, mm. I guess because the whipped sense. cream just kind of fizzles yeah. out. Could be a little, could be a little messy in your car too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up, the sweetest story about a doggy reunion. This is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good You're gonna love this. The sweetest story about a doggy reunion. Reuben Ray lives in an assisted living facility in Grand Rapids, Michigan, because a couple years ago, in the same week, he suffered two strokes and had kidney failure. Mm. Well, his doctor recommended he get an emotional support dog. So he got a little chihuahua, named it D-O-G, calls him O-G for short. (laughs) This is my little chihuahua O-G. He takes O-G to the grocery store with him, and he's in the car... And comes out from the car, the dog's gone. Hmm, no. He was missing for two weeks. Oh. And later they re- reunited, and it is the sweetest moment to watch. Good things do happen, you know? I can tell everybody that that's true. Happened with the kidney, happened with the dog. <laughs> I don't know what else I could want. Hmm. Isn't that a great attitude? He did get a kidney, by the way, a new kidney. And then his dog came back. And he's like so content with life, even though he's got life all these good. health issues and he's living in an assisted facility. He's like, what more could I want? Do you remember there was a there was a TV commercial that pretty much told that guy's story years ago? And I forget, it was about being lucky, fortunate, blessed or whatever. And the guy's sitting there like, Bill, we've got news for you. And like this dog jumps in his arms. He's like, Sparky, you came back. And then they go, but wait, there's more. And a guy walks up and he goes, I have a brother. <laughs> <laughs> Like all this awesome that's stuff cute. was happening to him out of the blue. It's like your good news story, but but real. Yeah, that's what happened to Reuben and the, Ray. And the good news story was real. Do you remember being a little kid and Christmas is coming and you already knew weeks and weeks ahead what you hoped Santa brought you? You were just like, oh, yeah. please, Santa, please, 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 please. You may have even had a picture of it. You may have catalog. written it down for had your the Sears, mom. Sears catalog with a bookmark. <laughs> we're going to talk about there's something that just came out that if I were a little kid... Well, hey, I want it anyway, even though I'm not a little kid. We'll talk about it next. Remember that feeling when you were a little kid and there was just that one toy. You were just like, please, please let it be under the tree this year. Please, Santa. Uh, Well, there is something that I would love to see under the tree this year. um, And and I'm not a kid anymore. Uh, See what your kids would think of this. If they like Legos, Mm -hmm. they just revealed, Lego did, the home alone house. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. What? <laughs> Come on! 
<laughs> it, this uh, this house looks just like the one near Chicago where they filmed the movie. No kidding. And it has all the little characters. It has the OK plumbing van. I was going to ask it you has, the plumbing van. Yes, it has little trap doors where you can um, you can try to trick. The wet bandits. <laughs> and uh, I just, it looks so much fun. It looks like it'll take you hours and hours and hours to put it together. But they say, what a fun way to get your kids away from screens and spend mm-hmm. time together as a family during yeah. the holidays. So I just think this is so cool. I know if I was a kid, I'd be like, please, Santa, <laughs> I want the whole alone, alone house. Yeah, no kidding. That does sound like fun. How, mu- how much is it? Does that say? Well, we don't want to talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's free because Santa will bring it. <laughs> so the Legos. That does sound like a lot of fun. The Home Alone house. Yes. In Legos. Very cool. Um, our son, man, he was a he was a Lego fanatic. He was a Connects, Ken- I think they were called. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because when I was a kid, I did not have the patience for that. I had more, like, I was going to say half-completed models of, like, cars and airplanes they weren't even halfway done. <laughs> I just didn't. I don't know what it was. I just didn't have the patience for it. Takes and a lot. Yeah. Kyle made out of these little connects things. They're just like long straws. They're different lengths and you connect them together. He made an operating Ferris wheel that was taller than he was. It was like five feet I remember tall. that. You that remember was crazy. That? Yeah, and you hit a button and it went around and yeah. stuff. And I was just I was, like. I thought for sure he was going to end up being an architect or an engineer. You, well, you always want your, you want to think like, oh, our kids are going to be smarter than us. And that happened for me when Kyle was eight. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, have you started Christmas shopping for your family yet? There's new evidence to just how much your mom, you mom and dads go through for your kids. Uh, Check this out. Two out of every three parents were hunting for the best prices starting in September. No kidding. And most parents are checking prices on the hot ticket items in at least four times a week. Hmm. This sounds like my friend Cammie. She is like this with her Christmas shopping. Yeah. Uh, they said on average, parents are budgeting $220 for each child with the highest budgets for 7 to 12-year-olds. But uh, about a third, about 30% of moms and dads are trying to keep it below 100 bucks per child. No kidding. I think I have a, I have a Shark Tank idea. Here's my Shark Tank idea. A, an app or a service that keeps track of the, the items you want, mm-hmm. and when they hit a certain price, it automatically gets them for you. Oh, kind of like an eBay what option. What do you think of that? Yeah. Or, yeah. or what if what if like the big retailers said, okay, they're, they know when they're going to have sales, right? They put, I don't know, a Lego set. It's $50. Mm-hmm. They know in a week it's going to drop. What if you if you you bid on it? If you said, I'm not paying 50 but I'd be willing to spend this. And they go, okay. With a store, like a yeah, yeah, like a big retailer. Could they do? Would they do that? And would their sales go up? Or, or would I do they, know no one that would ever pay full price again. So they would just raise the price artificially. Never mind. That's a bad idea. My husband the taught first me, idea is genius, though. Yeah, and I'm always amazed <laughs> that you give your ideas out on the radio. Well, I won't because I like, won't follow you. Know uh, me. My follow through is terrible. <laughs> I have the big idea and then forget about it. We were thinking about getting a new artificial Christmas tree, and my husband told me I didn't know this that if like at Home Depot, that's the one we were looking at, if their prices drop in 30 days, they'll give you the lower price. They'll rebate your credit card. But you got to come back price. in, right? They are, does it, it doesn't you got to keep it, track. It yeah. doesn't do it automatically. No. Yeah. No, you got to keep track. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, that'd be great. See, if, now that'd be, I would shop at that store. If a store said, if our price drops within 30 days, we will automatically refund you. They would get my business, no questions asked. Mm. But here, oh. <laughs> 
If a competitor drops it lower, we'll refund you the difference without you ever even have to check. They would. I would never shop anywhere else. Okay. There you go. Another Shark Tank idea. Someone run with that. Coming up, when you go on vacation, think about this for a minute. Are you able to truly relax? When you go on vacation, are you able to truly relax? Two in three Americans admit they feel too much pressure during their vacation to actually enjoy it. No kidding. Although people's vacations typically last a week, the average person doesn't start to relax until three days into their trip. Um, I know a friend, actually, who he was like that. He's like, Taylor, I didn't even start to calm down from everything that's going on in my life until like the third day in. Hmm. Uh, But what's keeping people from having fun? Uh, You want to take a guess, Kev? They can't stop checking their work email. Ooh, that's a good one. Good guess. Um, These are some of the big reasons from the survey. Uh, Not having enough money during their trip. (laughs) Feeling they won't get to do or see everything they planned. And the one that every parent can relate to. If one person in your family is stressed or has a negative attitude, it ruins the whole trip's <laughs> vibe. Oh, yes. And that is sometimes when you do all this to take your kids on vacation, and mm-hmm. then they're just like crabby and cranky, yeah. and they yeah. don't want to wait in line for the ride. With, the, and- with four kids, I would say to my wife sometimes, we'd, we'd rent a beach house, right? And at the end of the day, we'd crawl in bed, and I'd go, can't we just have one day where everyone's happy Mm. where everybody's having a good time it seems like every day somebody would be having a bad day my buggy boy broke well we brought 15 just grab another (laughs) one (laughs) when you go on vacation can you truly relax two and three americans say nope i'm under too much pressure there's no way i can relax on vacation (laughs) what happens in your life we'd love to hear from you Ashley, hey, it's Kevin and Taylor. Hey. Hey, hey. We, we have a question for you. When you go on vacation, especially mm-hmm. since you're a mom, you've got two little girls, are you able to truly relax? Oh, no. It's just a different place to keep your kids and, and somewhere for them not to tear up. <laughs> <laughs> so you just relocate all of the duties yes. that you do at home somewhere else. Oh, absolutely. And then worry about, like, breaking something or figuring out <laughs> if you're going to get your deposit back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we didn't get ours back place. one time. We broke a uh, get out. We broke a glass table at an Airbnb. <gasps> um, okay. And and here's the worst part: we were leaving. We were literally walking out no. the door, and one of our kids—I mm-hmm. think they put like they dropped their suitcase on it or something—and uh, it completely smashed. How much was the deposit? Two hundred bucks. <gasps> yep. Oh, that became a way Gone. more expensive vacation. Yep. <laughs> uh. And Mike, and we love to go on vacation. We go to the place all the time, but like we bring we bring snacks and I bring our own toys. We even have like a vacation toy bag that I like hide these toys and then I only bring them out on vacation. Oh, so that's like, cool. Yeah, smart mom. So, like, during the hotel, I'll be like, oh, look, look at these toys. Look at this. Well, then we would, um, we'd ramp it up, too. We'd take our dogs with us. So it was just, like, literally our whole house located somewhere else. Ashley's like, you silly, silly man. Have you lost your mind? (laughs) Hey, Mary, vacation. Supposed to be a time that you forget about all the stress. But it can be more stressful, right? Oh, my goodness. We tried to do when uh, it was just our two boys. Mm -hmm. We tried to take just us, like the four of us, on vacation. And it was a nightmare. (laughs) It was the absolute worst. It was too hot, too sandy, you name it. 
It was we needed a vacation from the vacation. It was the worst. Wasn't that the time the one little boy developed an aversion to sand? He didn't even want to touch it. Did not want to be put down. Like it was as if the sand was lava. Um, total fear. And so why, why even be at the beach? I can be at home and you be afraid of things. It was it was not a good trip. We will never do that again. Uh, so rough. Nope. And how do you even Definitely. begin to talk to kid off of that stress ledge? It's not lava. Yes, it is. There's no logic. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> There's no logic. No. For a kid that can't understand, like, object permanence, like, <laughs> that your dad's coming home or I'm just going into the other room, fans not being... Like an actual villain, there's no logic in that. There's no logic. Think back to when you were a kid, right? And did your parents, your mom and your dad, did they have a certain certain uh, fragrance that they were known for? Like dad, cologne, mom, perfume, something that you, you like see the bottle nowadays and you're like, oh my gosh, I could smell that like it was yesterday uh, with, uh, with just seeing it. That just happened to me. I saw on... Uh, social media, somebody posted a picture of a bottle of Old Spice. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is my Uncle Max. My oh, mom did and he I, wear it every My time? mom and I lived with my Uncle Max for a couple of years, and he always had a bottle of Old Spice on, and he would wear it every Sunday when we go to church. Me and him and my mom, we'd go to, we'd go to Mass, and he'd be loaded up with the Old Spice. And then if so he I gave you still, a hug, you probably smelled like it all day. I can still smell the Old Spice. As a matter of fact, it made such an imprint on me when I was in high school, um, I <clears throat> borrowed a bottle from him because, you know, you get interested in girls and stuff. I guess nowadays high school boys spray themselves with axe. Well, back then you had borrowed your dad or your uncle's Old Spice and think like that that was going to be the, the lady magnet. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyhow, I saw that picture and it just brought all of it back. So I Googled. Old school colognes. Tell me, tell me if you remember any of these. Brute. Do you remember Brute? It was in a green bottle. Oh yeah. Brute by Fabergé. Did your dad have have one that he? The only wear? scent I can think of that I every once in a while I think we bought him a bottle of like, was it called Old English leather? English leather. It had With, the had the uh, wood top. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And I don't <laughs> think he. I think it was just like, oh, that's sweet. My daughter bought me a Christmas present. I don't think he necessarily wore it very much. Um, what about your mom? Did your mom have any perfume that she uh, she regularly wore? She did. What was my mom's perfume? Ah, that's going to drive me crazy. I don't remember one for my mom. She had like a a tray on her dresser. It was like a mirror on the bottom mm-hmm. and she put all these perfumes. She must have had like, I don't know. 15. Yeah, my mom had several. Had like, like 15 different bottles I think of perfume. one of us bought her, was it called Red Door? Ooh, that sounds red saucy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my oldest sister always wore that. Um, what was it? It was in a pink. It was pink, like baby soft. Baby soft. Hmm. And then a lot of us like the Bed Bath & Beyond stuff, like watermelon, cucumber, or whatever yeah. it was. My dad didn't wear, my dad never wore cologne. Never never wore any cologne. Mom had a ton of perfume. Then my Uncle Max, that, that the, the Old Spice, I could can, I can still, had the little gray, like, little pin that you put in the top of the bottle. And I can still remember the commercial now, too, like the guy... Jumps off the boat and his his uh the, the you know his wife or whatever his girlfriend's been waiting for him to return from the sea and there he is. Can you imagine how bad he smelled actually in reality getting <laughs> off that boat. 
Can you imagine how hard it is to train for a marathon? I mean, 26.2 miles to cover. Mm. Coming Mm. up, the twin brothers who trained for seven of them. You already know running hurts. So can you imagine running seven marathons in seven days in a row? That's exactly what twin brothers Henry and Will Wade accomplished. They're uh, 30 years old. And they decided to challenge themselves and run seven marathons in seven days to bring awareness to mental health. You see, Will has had some issues, some mental health challenges since his house burned down a year ago. He was Mm. in the house when the fire broke out and tried to put it out, tried to save his stuff. He got burns Mm. and he's experienced a little bit of PTSD and some panic attacks since. So they're like, let's do this. Let's bring awareness to mental illness. And they did. They said marathons four and five were the worst. Mm. And then they wrapped it up with the New York City Marathon. And they said that was energizing because, you know, everyone's cheering for you. And there's all these other runners. They're they're done. But the first six of them, they had to do just the two of them all around Mm. Manhattan. So (laughs) not so fun. (laughs) Right, right. Ah, the joy of parenting. Have your kids done anything to deceive you, mom and dad, recently? Uh, wait till you hear this story in just a minute. It's kind of in their job description. So. Yeah. Ah, the joy of parenting. They, uh, they can tend to be pretty deceptive, your kids. <laughs> when was the last time they deceived you? So this is one where, um, here's, let me set the scene. I uh, saw this on Torin Wells' socials. He's an artist musician, and he's trying to get his kids to learn how to play the piano, just like Daddy. And he did this post, and he says, I don't know if I should be upset or impressed, but he walks into the room where the piano is, and here's his conversation with his little boy. Practicing piano, bud? So what would you do here? You recorded yourself playing at one time and then just kept pressing play while you play your iPad? I'll play it for real. So he recorded himself playing the piano. That is next level. Was playing the audio so loud. When When he walked in, it sounded just like his son playing the piano. And instead, it was the piano audio on his iPad while he played another video game. And and then he's like he's so red-handedly caught. He goes, "I can play it right now, Dad. I'll show you. I'll I'll play it right now." <laughs> <laughs> and Doran's like, "I don't know if I should be impressed or upset." He should be but... scared for what's ahead of him. Yes. Is what he should be. <laughs> if, he's, if he's already doing that, oh, wow, man. what's coming next? Yeah. So Torin Wells, an artist we play, his son, was supposed to be practicing the piano, Mm -hmm. and he just recorded himself on his iPod playing through his whatever scales Mm -hmm. or whatever, his iPads, playing through his scales once, and then just kept playing that back over and over and over again while he did something else. I haven't seen or heard of someone using technology to fool their parents to that level since... I gotta go back to Ferris Bueller. <laughs> the, the, the dummy in the bed yes, that sounded it, like him snoring. Yes, and he had a snoring sound and it effect. It rolled and over when his parents so walked in. I'm right? wondering if maybe Torin's son watched Ferris Bueller over the weekend or something <laughs> or a few days ago. And Throwback thought, movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Ferris was really on to something there. <laughs> maybe I could record on the iPad. It just might work. <laughs> I seriously, I would be like torn. Like, I don't know if I should be scared or impressed at the intelligence level mm. that it took to come up with that. I I was never smart enough to mm. pull off mm. something like that mm. when I was a kid. Yeah, the only the only level I went to with that was you. Did you ever do this one? You, I don't feel good, Mom. You didn't want to go to school. Well, here, let me take your temperature. 
And as soon as mom would leave, you'd put the thermometer on the <gasps> light bulb. You did not. <laughs> yeah, I've never done that. The only only snag in that plan was it gave me a temperature of like 147. <laughs> <laughs> did you end up in the ER? <laughs> no, I ended up in school. <laughs> It's always fascinating when someone discovers something and they're just blown away and you're like, meh, you're blown away by that. So here's the deal. We had leftover trick-or-treat candy. Mm-hmm. We had Snickers bars, full-size Snickers bars. Have you seen Snickers bars recently? Mm, I had them. I gave them away on trick-or-treat, but I didn't really pay attention. Anything about the labeling that was a little different? No. Some of them say Snickers and some of them say satisfies. My uh-huh. daughter... It was like a light bulb went off. It was like she was candy-wise born again. What? <laughs> Why are they doing that? Huh. And and she was she was like, well, if I had known that, I would have re-eaten all the Snickers ones first. And kept the satisfied ones? Why? Because no logic, just that's the way you should do it. In her right. head, that's the way you should eat all. The Snickers ones first and the satisfies one second. And she's just blown away. That there are two different. She's like, they, I want. Do they taste different, or do they? Are they? <laughs> I said, I don't think so. I think they just, they just change the label a little bit. Hmm. But like, what's that phrase yeah. you like to use? I was this many days old. I was, I was this, today years old. I was today years old when I discovered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was today years old yesterday. All right. I'll have to admit, I I'm not as blown as she, but I'm mildly intrigued and would like to Google it because <laughs> that's a lot when you like study printing and what it how much work goes into it that means they got to run two different runs two different factory runs look at that and why do they think that's worth it is that going to sell more candy bars because it says satisfied on it maybe you and her just think on a different level than i do (laughs) coming up think about this for a minute what is the most sacrificial thing anyone has ever done for you Okay, think about this for a minute. Who is the most kind, giving, sacrificial person in your life? And what's the most giving thing they've ever done for you? I'm going to say uh, it's my mom. She gave birth to me. Ow. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> sacrificial. That's and a good answer. I was almost 10 pounds. Oh. And it was not a C-section. Oh. So. Man, your I'm mom's a saint. I'm saying my mom. Ouch. <laughs> well, check this out. A grandmother in Utah just gave birth to her own granddaughter. Nancy had compassion on her son and daughter-in-law when they learned that after giving birth to two healthy sets of twins, the doctor said, you're not going to be able to grow your family any bigger because uh, her body, her name's Cambria, the mom, her body wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, But they had embryos left from the fertility treatments, and Nancy felt called by God to offer to carry the baby. And little Hannah was just born perfect and healthy, 7 pounds, 12 ounces. Cambria announced Hannah's birth on her Instagram and said she is forever grateful to her mother-in-law, Nancy, and her love, faith, and trust in the Lord. Mm. Now that is a miracle baby story. Can you imagine at parties? Yeah, yeah my, my grandma gave birth to me. What? <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just so fascinated by miracle birth stories. I mean, we're all miracles And Jesus' miracle birth was the best one ever. (laughs) But there's a really cool miracle birth story I just heard about. And I'm like, how in the world is this possible? Mm. Can't wait to share it with you in just a minute. I don't know about you, but I love miracle baby stories. I guess because it just brings you so much joy, uh, especially women that have just prayed and prayed and prayed for God to make them a mother 
and then it happens. And uh, this is one of those stories where you're like, no way, come on, how did that happen? There is a, a woman who gave birth to a surprise twin two minutes after her other baby was born. Like they and didn't know there was just, another baby in there? It got missed, yeah. No kidding. It got missed on the sonogram. What? And it, I was blown because like my grandma had twins, my mom had twins, and my sister who is a twin has twins. And they all knew. I mean, they were great with child. <laughs> <laughs> there was no doubt that there was more than one baby in there. <laughs> and, uh, and it's so cute too, by the way, uh, since twins are in my family. Um, the one that comes out first never lets the second one forget that ever (laughs) like it is very clear that my sister Rhoda is five minutes older than Esther no kidding and uh, it's really cute there she's coming to visit her twin this weekend Mm. and I've got this thing where I'm like I want to be a part of it but I want to give them plenty of twin time too yeah so I kind of have to like balance it out I would feel I would think I'd I'd feel a little left out like there's got to be a bond a bond between them that doesn't exist among the other sisters big time big time oh they are so tight they like they were they love each other so much they chose to be roommates in college Mm. they could have roomed with anyone but they wanted to room with each other being womb mates to to roommates (laughs) and they have this kind of like bond where one of them will be thinking about something and they'll realize the other one was thinking the same thing. Hmm. That kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really cool to see. Wow. So, but yeah, surprise twin born to this lady. What? How could you not know? The sonogram didn't show the other baby. Huh. So we're talking about the uh, lady that had twins. She knew she was having a baby, had the baby, and they went, hold on, hold up. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Right. It's, it's BOGO. <laughs> Buy one, get one. Yeah. Um, we had a friend. Um, her name was Jan. Jan and Ron. And uh, Jan went to the hospital with, she thought she was having like her appendix burst. Her stomach was, you know, like really, really hurting. And mm-hmm. she went and they were like, uh, you didn't know you were pregnant? And she said, no. She had a baby. That happened to my friend Stephanie, she too. She had no idea. How in the world is that possible? Her clo- her. her she wore the same clothes. Yep. Like didn't have to. She was, She thought she was gaining some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but had no idea that she was uh, she was pregnant. Yeah. yeah, boom. My friend Stephanie hey, said, "Congratulations!" She, she and her husband had no idea there was a baby on the way. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, "How could?" And she said, "I'm just telling you that I had no idea until I got to the hospital and thought I was like you said, yeah, appendix burst or there's something causing this horrible pain." Yeah, if I, you know, if, if it wasn't somebody I knew, mm-hmm. I might have a shadow of doubt and be like, "Come yeah. on." Come on, but she's like it happens. She was just like, no, honestly. I mean, she's like, you know me. I didn't. I didn't buy any new clothes. Yeah, my clothes still fit. So yeah, it can happen. <laughs>